morning, sir. Good morning. You could please state your name, identify where you're from, or who you work for, or where you work, or whatever. It's Jerry Nicholsberg. I'm an economist with the UCLA Anderson Forecast. Thank you for coming. Thank you, and uh, good morning, and thank you for this opportunity to uh, speak on the economic impact of the writer's strike. Uh, I'm going to give you a little different perspective, and so I want to take a few moments uh, to show you how we got the results that, uh, that we came up with uh, with respect to this strike. Uh, now, to be sure, uh, the, uh, there are those who are hurt by the strike, and as evidenced by the turnout today, there's a lot of publicity and a lot of interest, and the pain from the strike is very real. But as a matter of public policy, it's important to take the broader Los Angeles economy perspective and look at the overall impact of the strike as well as the implications of the strike. Now, strikes by their very nature are designed to inflict economic damage. The entire idea of a strike or of a lockout is for each side in the dispute to inflict on the other side sufficient economic pain and sufficient public pressure to move the other side's bargaining position. But strikes, unlike uh, natural disasters, are perfectly predictable events. And it's the history of labor relations that when strikes are in the works, both sides, as well as those who are not party to the negotiation, uh, take action to mitigate that economic damage. Uh, this takes the form of management creating inventories of product to sell during at least part of the strike, uh, and employees stockpiling income as a strike fund. Uh, in addition, there are industries which are uh, complementary uh, to the industry that is uh, uh, subject to the strike and industries that provide substitute goods for those goods that are not being produced because of the strike. So, consequently, proper economic accounting of the economic impact for the Los Angeles economy of this or any other strike uh, requires looking at how behavior changed before the strike, during, and after the strike, as well as looking across the complementary and substitute industries. Uh, now, the WTA strike is uh, not different from any other strike in this regard. Uh, at a series of rallies more than a year before uh, the strike took place, uh, the WTA telegraphed that there were issues that were of sufficient importance to them uh, that they were willing, if need be, uh, to go into a labor action. So, as a consequence, uh, all of the parties prudently took action in the first 10 months of 2007 to mitigate the economic damage of a potential strike. Uh, the stockpiling of scripts and the stockpiling of shows by producers is something that we saw in 1988. We saw again in 2001. And uh, just, you know, the anecdotal evidence and also seeing what's on, on television, what's coming out of the movies today, suggests that indeed it is, uh, did happen this time. Uh, a press release by Film LA was uh, uh, commenting on how there was a very large growth in the second quarter in filming in Los Angeles. Uh, in preparation for the strike. Uh, but it should be noted that this inventory that the producers and studios have doesn't come for free. Uh, those who create the shows have been paid for them and that provides additional income for their strike funds. So in assessing the overall impact, a show that might have otherwise been produced in November and isn't, and so wages are counted as being lost there, but it was produced in August, doesn't represent an economic loss is simply a temporal shifting of production and a temporal shifting of cash flows. Uh, the five-month uh, 1988 WGA strike, and to a lesser extent, the 2001 year strike, 
are very instructive in this regard. A close analysis of the data shows that in the 1988 strike, uh, there was a fall in personal income from the entertainment industry of 1.3% below its long-run trend. Um, and that's after accounting for the before, during, and after effects of the strike. Uh, this represents real losses. These are shows that were not made, uh, including some current events sensitive shows such as late night television. And the impact uh, also of support functions. Support. Yeah, can I jump in for, for a second? Because I might have a senior moment and forget to ask this question. It goes back to, uh, I get it, where I'm a producer or what have you, motion picture industry, so I know that I've got a negotiation coming up, so I want to stockpile some movies, and, and I, I get that. I could also see how there's additional money that's paid to those who wrote those scripts and what have you. But I want to go back to kind of what I asked Mr. Kaiser. What about the individuals who don't, they indirectly well, really, they directly, but they indirectly make their money from the industry. I don't quite argue, I mean, even, even though there could be, but I'm talking about um, the, 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 the restaurants or the other businesses, and I mean, because I want to make sure we're taking all of this in, so help me with that. Maybe you were going there, I don't know. Um, yes, in fact, it was those industries represent some of the real losses that occur when shows don't take place. So, for example, when you move a show's production back in time, from, in the example I gave, from November back to August, uh, you don't create three more meals in that day, and therefore the caterers or the restaurants and so on uh, are affected, and they, are, and they really bear a differential uh, brunt of the burden of the strike. And, and that is correct, and we have accounted for that in our analysis. Uh, the, the other side of the marketplace is the consumer. Uh, consumers will not sit idly by and watch reruns or test patterns or, uh, or, or other entertainment shows if they have good alternative entertainment to go to. Uh, in 1988, there were few good alternatives. There was the new cable industry and, and uh, some alternatives. Uh, yet, according to Nielsen, 10% of the viewership of those shows that were struck left and never came back. Uh, this kind of uh, substitution is prevalent in, in strikes, not just in this industry, in all industries. Uh, and today, there are many more alternatives than 1988. Uh, EA, Activision, THQ, and other LA producers and distributors of video game content are expanding rapidly, and they ought to get a boost from, to their growth rates from the strike. Uh, the internet, the ability to download video content to all kinds of devices, including telephones, all of these new technologies provide alternative entertainment. In addition, the new webisode medium, uh, and you may have read about that in uh, the paper this week, is getting a jump start due to the strike. Uh, Quarter Life, which is one of the leading shows, for example, has been picked up by NBC Universal. Uh, and major Hollywood producers, writers, and directors and venture capitalists from outside Hollywood are beginning to flock to uh, webisodes to create these webisode production companies. So these represent uh, substitutes 
And to the extent that these businesses expand, hire more people, earn more income as a direct result of the strike, that's something that in the overall impact of the strike on the Los Angeles economy, we have to account for. One industry is expanding as a direct result, not as a one-for-one, but they're expanding, and that uh, is certainly growth in the LA economy. Uh, How much substitution uh, is actually taking place and will take place in the strike? That's something we can only know from hindsight. So in our study, what we did was we looked at the 10% substitution that occurred in 1988 and said it has to be at least that amount if the strike goes on the same length of time. It's probably much, much more because there are many more alternatives and we use the conservative 10% number. Um, Finally, we cannot just look at the past strikes without making adjustments for the fact that the industry is very different today. There are many more people, of course, involved in the industry, but if you simply look at television, again, Film LA has said that almost half of the shows are now the unscripted or reality TV. And so one has to adjust the analysis for the fact that 1988 and 2001 uh, were very different, at least with regards to the television industry. So the statistical and the anecdotal evidence seems to be pretty clear. Just as in 1988 and 2001, stockpiling has occurred uh, on the part of both sides, and consumers are beginning to substitute other media. And the longer that the strike goes on, the more substitution we can expect. So what does this mean in terms of overall impact? Well, in counting, accounting for these phenomena, um, If we assume that this particular strike goes on the same length of time, 153 days that the 1988 strike went on, uh, we show a net loss. So this is a net, netting out the gains and losses, and intertemporally as well as across industries, uh, a net loss of $380 million. And we think that number, we think that number is is a bit high because we've used this very conservative 10% substitution. But nevertheless, $380 million is one-tenth of one percent of the Los Angeles economy. Uh, And as Jack alluded to before, we're talking about Los Angeles County because that's the level of aggregation of the data. Um, There's also an intertemporal effect. The increased production in 2007 increased, in our estimates, the growth of personal income in Los Angeles by a little less than one-tenth of one percent. And in 2008, the impact of the strike will be a reduction in the growth in personal income in Los Angeles of just over one quarter of one percent. And so, to reiterate that, uh, you know, these losses are real losses, and there are real individuals who feel this pain and have difficulty because of it. Uh, But uh, nevertheless, in terms of the overall Los Angeles economy, the impact is very modest. It's nowhere near on the par of the subprime mortgage meltdown. Thank God. Or the, yes, or the contraction in the aerospace industry in the uh, early 1990s. And, uh, and with that, I'd be happy to take Thank questions you. on our study. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, I, I think we're fine. I do want to thank you uh, very much for coming. But again, I just want to say you've got, I don't think it's about the, just the writers, and I don't think it's about the, the directors, the producers, but it's about, it's about the average 
person. And I mean, so I'm just saying, even though it may not appear to be that big, but to some mom and pop restaurant, or as Jack says, a little, those are the people that I really care about. Unless there's some writers here from 24, because I have some recommendations. <laughs> You have been listening to the Writer Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com. 